the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca and we are talking savings investments as always right here on the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's longest running financial radio shows. And our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And when we started the show uh, back in 2005-ish, it really uh, the savings rate in the country was close to zero. It's now moved up. And uh, right now, uh, the most recent numbers that came out on savings is the the savings rate jumped up in March to 5.4%. Uh, two reasons. People are saving more money. They're concerned about the future. And also the uh, spending is dropping off. We're, we're getting an economic uh, slowdown out there in the economy. Uh, the uh, and, so, and so that's sort of what's affecting it. Houston is the number fourth biggest saving city in the United States of America. And we're going to be talking some more about that later on. We have about a 13.9, uh, I believe, percent savings rate, which is really phenomenal of, of the top th- Top four, Houston's really the only really big major, you could say San Francisco, but it's really not the size. It's much more contained than Houston. And so it's really exciting to sit there and see these savings numbers here in Houston. Texans are naturally conservative in their big savers. And I think that's really, really what it is. Uh, What to talk about? Really got quite a bit of stuff. We're going to be talking some about uh, uh, about saving, some more about savings bias. So we're going to be talking about qualified charitable contributions later in the show, about the market, what's going on with oil prices, what's happening in earnings. Uh, and uh, I, I came across a, uh, a, a uh, Daniel Loeb of, uh, of Third Point, and we kind of uh, trip over him once in a while back and forth where we'll be buying something at the same time he is or he buys after us or – uh, he's a, he's a value investor, runs a hedge fund, but it, but he he's talking about really how uh, how the first quarter was was uh, was uh, just pretty much a disaster for for many people out there, particularly hedge funds in this country. A volatile asset uh, classes in reversal of, of of certain trends started last summer caught many investors flat footed in first quarter of 2016, and. Uh, he he basically says that the market sell-off began when the Chinese government decided to devalue the renminbi in August of the 11th of 2012. But but what he's pointing out is really how many of the big <coughs> further extrem the uh, further ex, uh, excavating the 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 
exacerbating the the carnage was uh, was a huge asset ro- rotation into market new- neutral uh, strategies in the fourth quarter, and that didn't work. Uh, a lot of hedge funds lost a lot of money in the first quarter. A, a huge, huge uh, disaster for for many many of the hedge funds out there. Third point probably did better than a lot of these guys, but but a lot of people don't really understand these markets, and they have have a. a a lot of trouble dealing with. I mean, it just shows the the tremendous volatility and the tremendous uncertainty in the world today. If you look at the first quarter in in in, in here in the United States, the, the it started off with one of the worst uh, starts up of of a, of a quarter in 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 U.S. history, and then it bottomed, went down, and then it went straight back up. Uh, basically, what the Chinese did is 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 they've launched a uh, a massive uh, a massive injection of credit into the economy of the, over there. Over a trillion dollars was was lent out. Uh, it was the biggest credit injection in the history of of economics, and uh, so so they recovered to some extent over there. But very very volatile markets, and and, and uh, uh, the the really the 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 best performing assets were really. Uh, uh, Pretty much gold, gold and silver. Interestingly enough, it, considering the market's been so hot, that's really been about the best uh, uh, performing asset classes. And this has got to do with these tremendous amounts of currency uncertainties we're seeing in the world. This is one of the most uncertain times that we have ever seen. And you really have to understand what's going on in the world to be able to navigate through it. It's exceptionally difficult. Uh, and that's it's interesting when you hear those words from some of the top investors in the world – which we've heard it from uh that's when you really start up sit, sit up and take notice in 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 it's they have a history of of you know 20 30 years of navigating successfully through markets and when they're telling you it's pretty tough it, it's a tough market and that's when you have to have your guard up uh and i think that is the case here so uh i think this volatility is going to continue and i think we're going to continue to see this this type of stuff happening in in and it's likely to get worse out there um so something to keep in mind keep that guard up and understand where you're where you're coming from in the market uh understand what's happening uh f- fascinating things this week in in the polit- politics uh Ted Cruz picked Carly Fiorina who's just really a phenomenal person uh, you know, it's interesting with Carly Fiorina. I didn't know a lot. Of, I knew some people that supported her, but almost everyone said they liked her, and uh, and they, and you know they 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 like Ted Cruz or or Donald Trump or someone else. But then they always said that they like Carly, and so she was quite popular. I, uh, I mean, this is coming down to Donald Trump and Ted Cruz. Uh, Kasich. I mean, I you know what can you say about him? It, it, this thing just gets more interesting every day. He has basically he's trying to play the position of the spoiler, and you've got the conservatives lining up against Cruz, and then some of the conservatives, and a lot of more liberal people are backing Trump, and, and so it, it goes back and forth. Uh, we need to see a good, good, good uh, pull out of uh, out of Indiana for Cruz. You know, one of the things that's really disappointing about this election is Ted Cruz has had some phenomenal tax. Uh, programs that he's put out. You know, he, he came up with the 10% tax for people. If you have a family of four and $36,000, you pay no taxes and the start, taxes start above that. In his corporate income tax, a, a long-time listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know that, that the United States has the highest corporate tax, second highest corporate tax rate in the world. The other, I forgot the, it's some 
small country out there has a higher ta- tax. That I didn't think that would ever be possible because we always had one of the lower tax rates. And this is why so many companies countries are taking business from us because of this absurd tax rate we have here. But that's not being talked about in this election. Instead, we get a bunch of name calling. Uh, particularly from Donald Trump, and it's 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 particularly uh, word to be led by Donald Trump to believe that Ted Cruz is a liar. So just so I understand, Donald, Ted Cruz, who clerked for the Supreme Court justices, was a uh, solicitor general for the state of Texas, argued to the Supreme Court level more many more times than most lawyers ever dream of rarely ever happens, is elected state senator in the state of Texas. Somehow, Texans are pretty well known for not, we don't elect liars. This isn't New York. And and, and so, you know, to me, it's, you know, I, I get where he's coming from uh, on this, but it, it's just completely ridiculous. And then we have this, when we have John Boehner, former Speaker of the House, John Boehner is basically a drunk. He gets up there and calls Ted Cruz a uh, call what Satan in the flesh or whatever it was, <laughs> Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're like John Boehner never worked with Ted Cruz. He, they they didn't even work together. If anybody stands for the establishment, that did nothing under Barack Obama. They let Barack Obama do whatever he wanted. Gave him a, virtually a blank check. It was John Boehner, and then he has the audacity to call Ted Cruz. Uh, these type of names. And it's just, I think that's actually very positive for Ted Cruz because people, people know who John Boehner is. Uh, you know, I, I've i had some pretty frank discussions with some of the, some of our congressmen, you know, behind the scenes of exactly what I thought over the years of, of Boehner who did nothing. And, and you can see how angry the American people are because Look at the the three win. We've talked about this. There's basically four people running for president of the United States. Kasich is, you know, he's he he won one state and he's staying in there because he's the only person that can get along with everybody. Yeah, but if you so you put him aside, but you've got Donald Trump, you've got Ted Cruz, you've got uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, and you've got Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is an outsider. Trump is trying to pretend like he's an outsider and, and actually doing a pretty good job of it. And Ted Cruz is an outsider. Three of the top four uh, the, of, the, of the people running for president are, are complete outsiders. The American people, it's interesting, are saying, look, we want new change. We want new blood. We're tired of what's going on in Washington. Now, a fascinating thing happened with, with Donald Trump did a foreign policy speech this week. I, t- I tell you what, there were some really big things in that speech. And I think he really laid out the case what a disaster our foreign policy has been for not just eight years, but even before that, bumbling into one stupid thing after another, ill-conceived uh, incursions, uh, misunderstanding the political landscape on a global basis, and just almost, it, it almost seems like it, there's a neoconservative wing of the party that that really just seems to really just want wars and and he pointed out what a disaster Libya has become and by the way do you realize that if it hadn't have been for general Sisi in 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 Egypt Barack Obama set it up so so Mubarak collapsed he didn't back up our leader everyone in the world was horrified when we we'd been backing Mubarak for years he he pulled the support from Mubarak Mubarak collapsed in Egypt 
and the Muslim Brotherhood took over the country, and it was going to be a radical Muslim Brotherhood country that was eventually most likely going to attack Israel. And if it hadn't been for General Sisi coming back in, we might be dealing with a complete another war in the Middle East in in Egypt. It, it, our foreign policy has been unmitigated disaster, a complete destruction of Libya, complete destruction of Syria. Uh, do you realize today that they've broken in the the radicals under Muqtada al-Sadr, uh, the the Iranian backed. Uh, Mullah, which we, we've all known is going to be a problem since the fall of Saddam Hussein, his backers have broken into the green zone and taken over the parliament building, and, and, and Iraq is in danger of collapsing today to, our, to become an Iranian client state over there. That, okay, that, that in Egypt was nearly a disaster. Foreign policy has been an unmitigated disaster, and at least Donald Trump had had the decency and the foresight to declare that this has been a complete disaster over there. And now we're going after Russia. I look at the world pretty simply. And to me, the biggest threat to, to the United States of America is radical Islam. Without a doubt, bar none, I've seen what they do to countries around the world. I've, people have come to me personally. It's went one horrifying story after another about Islam. And I understand that they are the threat today. Uh, this radical Islam is why they knocked down the twin trade towers in New York, killed over 3,000 people. Radical Islam has attacked this country constantly. The Russians hold the northern flank. On their southern flank is are the Muslims. If 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 Russia collapses, then Islam can move further north into Europe. Radical Islam, which becomes a major problem for us, in is radical Islam could get hold of nuclear weapons in Russia. If Russia collapses, as some of the neoconservatives in this country want to do to get rid of Putin and everything else, it possibly breaks up. Look, I, I'm not a real sophisticated person, but. If you look at what happens then, the Chinese are going to look at eastern Siberia and go, Russia's collapsing. Now's our chance to move and take massive territories up to the Arctic Circle, which is what they're going to do. Okay, The Islam is going to move in, 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 up, in through the Caucasus up north and take over that. So I don't understand when we have an ally fighting radical Islam in Russia why we are trying to gin up a nuclear war with those people. To me, it makes no sense whatsoever. And I think it's time we rein in some of these war hawks up in Washington. And I think Donald Trump and Ted Cruz has also said the same thing. They want to sit there. We're not isolationists, but you have to have a smart po- foreign policy. We had a brilliant foreign policy under, look at Henry Kissinger. Look what he did. Look at Jim Baker, James Baker here out of, out of uh, Houston. Look what these people did compared to the complete utter debacle that we of a world we live in. There's millions of people's lives have been destroyed by these poor policies. And, and Donald Trump called them out on it. And I think it's fascinating that he did that. I, it's about time because we shouldn't be paying for this with our hard-earned tax pay dollars in our much more hard-earned personal lives of our soldiers. I've had a son that fought in Afghanistan, okay? And and, and I don't understand why. Look, sometimes you got to go fight a war. Sometimes you have to take it to people. But you've got to be prudent about it. And reckless warmongering by, by the, some of these think tanks in Washington needs to come to an end. Now, and by the way, I still think we need a very strong military. Don't mis- misunderstand here, but we have to be prudent in how we use it. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call, 713-339-1070. 
there are a couple other things we're going to be talking about. We're, look, oil is at $46 today, a barrel. Oil has jumped up. What's going on there? Why is gold exploding up in price? What's happening in the world today? Uh, also, we got some tips on, on charitable giving out of your IRA if you're over 70 and a half, a unique tax-saving opportunity. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 1010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Hi, this is Sam Malone. Summer, not that far away. Do yourself a favor and think about installing Radiant Barrier Attic Foil to your home. Ultimate Radiant Barrier Attic Foil blocks 97% of the radiant heat. Ultimate Radiant Barrier Attic Foil installation can bring the temperatures in your attic down 30 to 40 degrees. Think about the savings on your energy bill. Think about how less work your AC will have to do this summer. They can also provide you with foam insulation and even solar fans. Ultimate Radiant Barrier Attic Foil Insulation is the best thing that you can do for your home, for your peace of mind, for your energy bill. There's no need to trap all that heat inside of your house. The owner, Mark, calls back everybody. Phenomenal customer service, years in the business. UltimateRadiantBarrier.com or call 713-805-0394. That's UltimateRadiantBarrier.com. Get that flooring project done for less with exclusive deals from Lumber Liquidators. This week, get 20% off more than 50 varieties of North American and European laminate, like gorgeous Alpine Oak. We've lowered prices on our pre-finished three-quarter-inch solid hardwood floors. Wide plank solid antique oak is an amazing $199. Solid hickory is just $299. And get beautiful Bellawood $1 off a square foot. Plus, more deals from $0.69 and special financing. For the best deals on over 400 floors, visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you today. When you go to work in the morning, you have plenty of choices. However, only one morning show can inform and entertain you at the same time. It's the Sam Malone Show. We take issues seriously and try to put a smile on your face, too. Along with J.P. Pritchard, Chuck Tiller, and Tom Fontaine, Sam Malone covers everything from local to national news, talking with key newsmakers, getting to the truth, and letting you know what's really happening. The Sam Malone Show, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Randy did. Hello, Randy. Hi, Ted. How are you? Doing pretty good today. Good. Uh, Ted, I've been uh, at least looking at like 10, maybe 20 stocks a day, and uh, I'm starting to notice that... Uh, Maybe liquidity started to dry up like it did four or five years ago. I see spreads of two, three, five, ten cents, and uh, 
volumes seem to be pretty thin. Have you noticed anything like this lately? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's been going on uh, kind of for uh, really this whole year, and, and that's why you saw this huge drop at the beginning of the year because there's just no volume, and then when, when, once people start going one direction, there's just nothing underneath it or above it, and uh, and and I think you're seeing that. What what we're sort of seeing is it really appears to be kind of rolling over. If you look at a lot of the stocks, they appear to be breaking down, and uh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, usually if you go out and look at a much longer term, a 10 or 20 year chart, it's what it kind of looks like to me. But I have to admit, even though these stocks have been pretty thin, uh, I've been making money in most of my trades. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying there's a lot of support, but there does seem to be some kind of upward bias. Yeah, I mean, I think what that lack of liquidity tells you, you better be in the right direction. Because yeah, well, you see what I'm saying. See, I'm not an investor. I'm a trader. So uh-huh. when I when I see stocks looking funny, then I, I dump them immediately. So I don't usually sit in them. So hopefully when we get to the big debacle, then uh, I'll be pretty defensive and in a lot of cash. Yeah. yeah by the way, uh, what I find at bottoms or tops is you start looking at things and they just start looking. If At bottoms, it tends to be, well, that looks like a really good deal. I probably ought to pick it up. And you're worried about the market, but then it just keeps nagging at you. Man, that is just a really good deal. Whereas at tops, it, it's the other way around. The little things start nagging at you. It's like there just doesn't seem to be volume. Why are these? Why Why is the bid in the ass seems to be widening up here? You know, what's going on? And and, and what that really when you when you don't see when you see that widening uh, of the bid and the ask as you know is that just means there's less people in there and they're they're, they're pulling the spreads back to try to show some liquidity, in uh, because it's generally not there closer in, and, and and it's the little things oftentimes that clue you in of, on, in a big turn. Right, I've been noticing the little things they kind of add up after a while. Okay, Ted, bye, fine, thank you. Yeah, good enough. Thanks, Randy. Uh, by the way, one. Yeah, I mean, this market is uh, this week. It was it, it, it really uh, something interesting happened. Everybody was figured that Kuroda, the Japanese central banker, was going to come in and he was going to uh, he was going to uh, launch in another quantitative easing program for two reasons: because the Japanese economy is really deteriorating and getting worse and worse with no growth and defl- deflation. But then they, but the yen was pretty strong. And so the thinking was he was going to get that. And a lot of the hedge funds were all on that trade. Well, he didn't do quantitative easing in the stock market and Japan fell 4% that day. Uh, and then it's and the, and our market didn't do anything. It went up and then later in the day, it just kind of fell apart. And then it continued to fall apart yesterday pretty badly uh it came back at the end of the day friday afternoon after everyone's gone they were able to bring it back up but it it just really didn't look good in and this is this is something that that we're seeing out there overall uh i'm getting a lot of questions on oil uh what what to do with what what what's the deal with oil look uh we sent out our our most recent max out savings report which is actually i believe it went out on thursday uh and a couple things. We headlined the report talking about the Exxon downgrade. Exxon was downgraded. And really, we sat back and looked at it. And, and the main reason they got downgraded is, is they probably kept their stock buyback program going too long. And and, uh, and they lost their AAA rating. Their ca- cash flow has dropped off just like all the other companies. So they, they reported good earnings uh, compared to uh, Chevron. But, you know, Exxon Exxon's revenue is down 28%. And so, 
it, it, it's tough for all these guys to have the cash flow to fund capital spending, stock buybacks, and also uh, dividends. And so they're having to pull back on some, and they're real reticent to cut the dividend. I, I for one, believe uh, Royal Dutch Shell should have cut their dividend, but they, they talk to all the institutions. The institutions just beg them not to cut the dividend because you don't know – how long this is is going to last? I mean, people were really shocked. Exxon hasn't been downgraded since the Great Depression, uh, so it's a pretty big deal for them to lose their AAA rating. I mean, they they take that AAA rating when they're talking to a country and they go, "Look, all these other guys have a lot of debt. They have an A rating or a B triple B. Uh, we're AAA rated, so we you know you can count on us." And so governments, you know, will, will sit there and give them the better concessions oftentimes, and 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 so so this hurt Exxon, but this is. It, it, we a couple uh, a month or two back on the Max Out Savings Show, I think we had a, <laughs> gave out a list. I, I want to say there was there was twenty oil companies that that the that the that the uh, rating agencies cut, and quite frankly, Exxon was really the last was was kind of the last one that hadn't been cut. But it, it goes to show you, oil has gone from one hundred and five dollars a barrel, one hundred ten dollars a barrel, down to. Uh, down to $26, and that does a lot of damage. Now, and, and this hurts us in Houston. Uh, oil has come up to about $46 this week. We, we we looked at a, we did a comparison and analyzed some stocks looking at the price of oil in, in, in 2009, which is about where it was right now, and looking at the price of, of, of some of the stocks like Exxon and Chevron. And those stocks back in 2009, when oil was about the same price, those stocks, give an example, Chevron was trading between 65 and, and about 55, and right now it's 101. Uh, and, and during that time frame, uh, Exxon, Exxon traded uh, from, Exxon was trading between 70 and $50, and Exxon right now is $88. So the, these big oil companies are pretty richly priced in if you overlay an oil price chart on them. Now, in 2009, the difference was is some of their chemical businesses weren't making any money at all, and they, so they had a little tougher thing. But some of these guys, Chevron's reporting they're losing money. And, and so <clears throat> I, I, I've told people on Chevron, we like Chevron, but Chevron was trading at $120 in mid-2014 when oil was 110 bucks a barrel. That was a heck of a lot better deal at one hundred ten dollars with with oil at one hundred Exxon at one hundred dollars in oil at one hundred ten versus Chevron at one hundred dollars in in oil is at forty five dollars. So I believe that a lot of the bigger oil companies are ahead of themselves right now. It in one of the things that we've written about and talked about is is look at twenty six dollars oil was clearly too cheap and in. in we talked about we thought it would bottom in the, in the first quarter. I think at forty five dollars, it's forty six dollars. It's pretty richly priced given the massive amounts of uh, of uh, inventory on the market. And, and so, uh, as we've written about uh, in the Max Out Statement Report, there's a hundred and sixty million barrels of excess storage piled into the market right now. And, and that that is, uh, I think, we produce nine nine and a half million barrels a day. Uh, in the United States, that's a massive amount of oil in storage in the United States above the normal levels of oil inventory. I think at $45, this oil, some of this oil starts coming out of the market and you're seeing a flattening 
of the commodity uh, price curve, which is just a fancy term for I can sell oil at $46 or 45.80 right now on the spot market or I can sell it for say 47 or 48 two or three months or six months down the way but it used to be at a higher level now that's shrinking as that if that starts dropping off that's going to throw a lot of this supply onto the market so at this level right now I think you've got to be cautious on some of the oils something something to kind of think about there uh the uh the uh, as far as the market goes, we think the market's weakening. It, it, it's rolling over with the MACD oscillators. It, it's I'm, I'm getting some crossover uh, between the the uh, 50 week and the uh, the 100 week, which is that's just happened. We, a lot of the the technical things it's bounce off of upper resistance, and and so. A lot of things are starting to turn down. The fourth quarter just came, the first quarter came in at 0.4%, well underneath expectations. So so you've got a slowing U.S. economy, and, and then you have, you also have, uh, you have rising oil prices, which is going to hurt some companies, help some others a lot. And you have a very uncertain election coming up. And we've talked about the second quarter of the presidential election is the weakest Election year is the weakest quarter in the four-year presidential cycle, so we're right in that right now. And there's also the sell in May and go away. There's just a lot of stuff, a lot of headwinds against this market right now, and I think you've got to be very cautious. The press has tried to spin this economy as really good. They're saying the unemployment rate's 5% or whatever it is. Since there's so many people who've dropped out of the labor force, it looks good. But if you if you look at industrial production has fallen for uh, three or four months in a row, if you look at earnings has fallen for qu- four quarters in a row, if you look at GDP at 0.4%, that's pretty poor. We've been warning you about that. This economy is not coming back. This is the worst recovery since the Great Depression after 70 years. Nothing has ever been this bad. And so understand it. And the press is trying to make you in the media, in the Obama administration, they want you to think, hey, things are pretty good. Things are going well. These Republicans, you know, we've done everything. We've saved the country. But no, look at the numbers. Look at the read. The PMI number came in bad, which is Purchasing Managers Institute. The all of these things are, are warning of, of an economic slowdown. We've had four quarters of earnings declines. you got a market near record highs. I think it rolls back over. I think this is the big short-covering rally. So we'll see. Uh, what else do we got to cover here today? we got a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to touch base on um, – there's something called present bias in retirement savings. Our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That this is our, our our show is all about savings and investing. And my philosophy is, you want to put as much money as you can into your four hundred one k plan for retirement in each and every paycheck. And the reason you do that is, is that that you, no matter what happens, your money keeps going in there. So if you have a financial emergency, whatever, it doesn't slow down your savings program. There's something called research has shown called present bias, and what this simply means is, is if you have a dollar now, you can spend it or you can save it. What what is your bias towards saving or or spending? And 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 they did a study and they said, look, we'll give you a dollar right now, or you can have a dollar at the end of the year. Uh, we'll give you a dollar twenty at the end of the year. Which would you like? And in 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 about fifty five percent of the people 
decided they would rather have the dollar now, which which is I'd rather have the dollar to buy a new flat screen TV or go on a vacation versus saving the money. And they, they moved it up to a dollar thirty and they still got the same answer. And the beauty of the four oh one K plan is is that you eliminate present bias because you don't really have a choice. It comes in every paycheck before you see it. So you don't have a decision every paycheck where your HR person calls up and goes, look, Ted, uh, we, you've, you've got, we're putting away your 401k contribution this month. How much do you want to put away? And you're thinking, well, you know, I'd like to get that new flat screen TV or I've got to get a new car or whatever, because that never happens because it's automatically done. So that's why the 401k plan is so powerful. Where the danger to 401k savers on present bias is, and this is important, is is people that are changing jobs or laid off. Th- then that, then they have to start making a decision. Where do I get the money to 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 to, to live off of? If you've been, if you're changing jobs, if we've look, we've had tens of thousands of layoffs in the city of Houston. If you've been laid off, the important thing to do is. You cut your expenses to zero. For all practical purposes, you don't spend any money at all. You, you cut the credit cards up. You put them in a vault to, to hold them back, or you put caps on the credit cards and uh, so you can't spend more, any more money. This prevents you from taking money out of your 401k plan, which is the present bias, which is like, oh, I need the money now versus later. So understand that the danger you have if you've been laid off is present bias becomes a bigger thing for you because you you don't have money coming in. You start getting worried. So make sure you, you cut all your expenses, cut back your expenses. Don't go out to eat. Don't get a new car. Don't, don't do anything. Just cut back, cut up the credit cards and then wait out until you get another job, but keep your 401k plan intact in an emergency. You can always go back to it, but if you get another job you you get through the the program without damaging your 401k and so understand and lay off the danger of of the of the present bias this is a big thing in retirement savings and this is one of the big dangers out there so understand it and uh, if you know someone's been laid off you know don't encourage them to go out and spend money because it makes them feel better tell them look instead cut back that spending and understand where you need to go with this uh and typically, uh, if you need some help, if you're leaving the company, we can help you at Max Out Savings Advisors using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. So there's a lot of stuff that can help you. Uh, by the way, uh, we just sent out the new newsletter. We, uh, one interesting thing we talk about this uh, uh, is we actually have we, – we, we put in a chart from the St. Louis Fed showing the, the balance of, on current accounts, uh, which shows you the, the, the trade deficits over the last – uh, 60 years, 60, 70 years. And the reason this is important, you go, Ted, what do I care about trade deficits? I'll tell you, because you can almost overlay a pattern of job losses to the middle class to, to this negative current account. This shows you the jobs being sucked out of the country by Mexico and China. It's a fascinating chart. And it all started in 1995 when, when the... the, the uh, the uh, formation of the World Trade Organization and the GATT, GAT, uh, General, uh, the uh, the trade agreement and the NAFTA were in, all enacted in 1995. And once that happened, the trade, our trade deficits exploded in the United States and it led to massive job losses. So it's an interesting chart uh, so to help help you understand what's going on out there. Uh, we also talk about massive amounts of, of, of a strange uh, uh, affair of, of Chinese are suddenly importing massive amounts of oil. We believe they're stockpiling oil. 
uh, to get out of the dollar. So we write about that in the Max Out Saving Report. A lot of great stuff is in the report. It's free to the listeners of the Max Out Saving Show. All you need to do is go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. You can also sign up for an appointment with me if you'd like as well, and I'll sit down with you and go over your financial situation uh, on the show. So, uh, you know, let me know on that. And uh, you know, coming up here on a big on a quick break at the Max Out Savings Show, if you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. All eyes are on Indiana as the race for the GOP presidential nomination heads into its home stretch of 10 states. Although it would not be impossible for the convention to end up denying Donald Trump the Republican nomination if the Manhattan tycoon wins the Hoosier state, it will be very difficult at best to see other than that happening if Donald Trump wins Indiana's 30 delegates that go to the plurality winner of the state overall. If, on the other hand, Ted Cruz wins those 30 votes and a chunk of the remaining 27 in Indiana awarded on a basis of three per congressional district winner, the last nine states will be intensely competitive. Ted Cruz will be arguing that he is conservatism's last best hope in 2016. Donald Trump will argue that he is expanding the GOP in ways that are necessary to beat Secretary Clinton in the fall. Stay tuned for the most important primary of the 2016 cycle. This is Hugh Hewitt. Learn more at townhallreview.com. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 1010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, residents of five states voted this week. Donald Trump is expected had a very good day Tuesday. I just want to tell you, for the five states, I am so honored. This was, to me, our biggest night because it shows such diversity. Senator Cruz, meanwhile, is looking ahead. Last night was Donald Trump's night, and today is Indiana's day. We'll look at the Cruz-Kasich-coordinated effort to stop Trump. There's a hard 55% anti-Trump number in Indiana, and all the anti-Trump forces need to do is consolidate that Kasich and Cruz support. But what if, after all, Donald Trump becomes the GOP nominee? What is difficult here is how do you overcome your personality? We'll cover that and much more. Join us for our program and visit our website at townhallreview.com. If you missed the big stories this week, you can catch up with Town Hall Review, Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070, The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Saving Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you have a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Charles did. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Uh, fine, Ted. Uh, Ted, I have a question concerning one of these uh, 401k advisors, 401k advisors, yep. uh, the financial engines. Uh, I received some information in the mail, and uh, 
basically this company, uh, and I'm sure there are others out there, uh, offer to provide an investment advisory service for people with 401ks. Uh, essentially, you, I guess, sign them on or whatever, and then they, they take control of your 401k and manage it, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, their selling point is as well on their their board of directors or whatever is William Sharp, who was a Nobel-winning economist, et cetera, et cetera. So they, yeah. they, and they have some algorithms, I guess, that were developed that uh, supposedly, you know, uh, help manage the money and direct the money at various times throughout the, the business cycle. But my question was this. Uh, when I called the firm to try to find out some more information, of course, I was asked immediately, well, you know, here are the fees, and are we, can we sign you up? And I said, well, I said, I'd like some information. I said, first of all, I said, this particular company here that you represent, I said, I would like to know, I see nowhere in your literature uh, since your inception how have you been doing for your clients? Meaning, what is the returns that your clients have been experiencing? And they said, "Well, we don't we don't have that information." I said, "Well, who could provide me with that information?" And I couldn't get past the call screener, so to speak. And I just want to know your thoughts on this because, uh, you know, there are people that are out there that are putting their money with these with with firms such as this. And while I'm not saying that they're bad necessarily. Uh, I would think common sense would dictate that before I'm going to turn my my money over to an advisor, so I want to know what your track record is or how good you've done in bad markets as well as good markets. And these people, other than point to mathematical algorithms and a guy that was a Nobel Prize winning uh, economist or whatever, can't produce that kind of data. And I just want to know your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I mean, long-term credit had two or three Nobel Prize winners on it and ended up blowing up. But, but, but that, look, I'm sure these guys are, are, are pretty decent. Here's the problem they have is they're using mathematics, and so they don't really have a track record because it, it's, it's, it's just been – and so they, 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 they back test the data using their mathematics, but you really can't – the problem with that is it, it's real hard to present that as a track record because it really isn't because everyone will, will sit there and come up with some type of strategy, backdate it, then claim it, it's their track record. So they, so they can't claim that as a track record. Uh, look, I, I think for that, – that's more of what's known as a robo-advisor where they're using the, 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 these uh, logarithms and, and different types of things really to – to manage the account. And what I worries me about those, Charles, is I was telling someone uh, the other evening, I said, look, th- these these guys are like, if one of these guys go off a cliff, they're all going right off a cliff, too, because they're all following the same logarithms. And so they'll be a little different. They'll tweak them a little different. Uh, I, I had a conference call nearly 30 years ago. Uh, with Michael Matz at Oppenheimer, one time where we sat there and dis- dis- talked about portfolio insurance, and we said, "Look, once they have to start selling when it goes down, and then when it goes down some more, the portfolio insurance guys have got to sell more futures in order to guarantee the insurance, and then you could get a crash." And I think that's where these guys are venture are going to head with this type of stuff. And so, I now having said that, 
for for most people in a 401k plan, some type of program is good for them. The number one component to what your your 401k is going to look like is your savings rate, as you know, Charles. And then you need to have some type of plan. But for retirees or people getting up there in their 50s and 60s, I think they need a more conservative management because they cannot afford another 2009 where they lose 50-something percent of their money. And so... That's just sort of our strategy, but the, but the, the, back to your question, the reason they don't have a track record is is because they're simply back testing. In, in which it, it's almost like looking in the rearview mirror, Charles, and saying, "Look, this has worked in the past. Well, you can't really drive a car looking in the rearview mirror." Well, well, I guess I guess where I was coming from was is I mean they're managing various accounts, and obviously those accounts. <clears throat> have uh, one-year, three-year track records under their so-called management. And I'm finding it surprising, unless there's some sort of SEC regulation that prevents them otherwise, why they can't just lay that out there and say, okay, we're managing, you know, 50,000 accounts or 100,000 accounts, and this is the performance over a one- and three- and five-year period, but they're not doing that. Well, that, that, yeah, that tells you that they don't have the track record or they, they something is preventing because you could have a couple accounts you've been doing this on for two or three years and and, and, and give give a track surely, record. Surely, that's my point. Yeah, and 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 the literature doesn't present that. And and as I was calling to ask them for that information, no one could provide that to me. So you know, I, I again, I you know, it may be an okay friend. I really don't know any much about it. I don't get involved with it. But I'm I'm just you know, I know there are a lot of people that are not you know uh, financially savvy. And I mean, you know, maybe maybe more prone to maybe give them the money. But I would think that common sense would dictate before you do it to any with anybody, you would want to see a track record of at least a one, three, and five, and ten year performance, so that you can more or less judge that based on your risk uh, risk assessments. Yeah, yeah. And the problem, look, the problem these guys, a lot of people get in trouble with these track records because they, they the SEC has come down heavily on this type of stuff. And if they if they have a small, well, they had a fifty thousand dollar account they're managing it. Well, that might not really be indicative of what they're dealing with. And and in, in this business, you have different money managers come in at different times, and it's the, a number of people, uh, particularly on the radio, have gotten in trouble for this. Some really big guys with the track records that just weren't true. Right, right. Okay. Well, I appreciate your thoughts. Good, good question, Charles. Excellent question. Uh, I mean, and this is one of the problems you have out there is you need to find someone that has a strategy, and then you want to look how they've done in good markets, how they've done in bad markets. In our strategy, we tend to do much better in bad markets. In flat markets, we tend to underperform in up markets, and it's kind of we, – we just run a, a pretty defensive strategy. But, yeah, that's something the, the SEC has gotten tougher and tougher on, and people are just afraid to do anything nowadays. Uh I wanted to touch base on qualified uh, giving out of out of your IRA account. This is a great tax vehicle a lot of people don't know about. It's called QCD, Qualified Charitable Contributions. And you have the ability to, if you have a million-dollar IRA, let's say you want to make a $25,000 contribution, or let's say you want to make a $10,000 contribution out of uh to your church or or whatever. And now you can write them a check payable to the church and send it in. Or you can take call up the the we use T D Ameritrade. Hey T D Ameritrade or call us up. We'll get you a check for ten thousand dollars. You you put it in your bank account then you write them a check. Now that works fine. But here's the problem is 
with the tax things, that adds $10,000 more to your taxes because you took it out of your IRA to your gross income. Now, you go, well, Ted, I get a deduction of 10000 Yes. But nowadays, there's a lot of, of kind of the, of taxes that, that it's it, it, it's the Obamacare tax of the 3.8% on, on, on top of a net investment income. If you could kick you into the ATM, you could get caught with uh, the, putting your Social Security in there. It triggers a lot of things or the inability to, de, to deduct some stuff. So by, by taking it out, by kicking your gross income, it, it causes you a lot of tax problems. Now, here's a... Qualified QCD works. You can call up and you can say, "What we'd like you to see? I'd like you to cut out a check payable to to the, uh, the church, my church, for ten thousand dollars out of my IRA account. I want the check payable to the church." Uh, we use Annunciation Greek Orthodox as our church, AGOC, pay payable to them. Uh, the firm will cut the check out of there. It now. If you're over, this is the important thing, if you're over 70 and a half, you can do that. The check goes payable to them. They get their $10,000. When you do your taxes, you don't add the $10,000 on, on, on top of your gross income. You've removed it. Now, you, here's a, this is the three things you must do to get this. You have to be 70 and a half to do it. If you're under 70 and a half, you don't have the ability to do that. You also have to make the check. Have have your trustee, which is your TD Ameritrade or Merrill Lynch or whoever you use, write the check payable to directly to the charity, and then there's a hundred thousand dollar limit on top of this. This is a big deal for people over seven and a half. The biggest complaint I get from our clients is, "Oh no, Ted, I have to take out my RMD this year, and this is going to add to my taxes. What do I do?" Well, one thing you can do is you can you can run your charitable contributions from your IRA directly to them, and that eliminates your problem. The $10,000, this is the important thing, the $10,000 still applies to your to your RMD. So if you're under 7 and a half, for, for, for kids, this is something your parent, you might want to tell your parents about because they can, they, and so instead of taking the, money, the RMD out and adding to their income tax and having to pay more income tax, they can, they can run the checks directly through from the IRA payable directly to the charity and they don't appear on their gross income, but they still count as your required minimum distribution. So that that that's something that that is a big tax saver up to $100,000. If you're a married couple it's 200,000. Now let me preface this. If you're a married couple and you have a million and a half dollars in your IRA and 1.3 million is in the husband or the wife's IRA and the spouse has 200,000, they they can only take 100,000 per person. So this is a really good tax break for a lot of people. Uh, that that lets them uh, avoid uh, j- jacking their taxes up and putting them in, in, into higher brackets, alternative minimum tax, uh, the 3.8% uh, special tax on capital gains and investment income. It's a big deal for high-income earners. Uh, it's called QCD. So if you don't know about it, talk to your advisor. They'll help you out. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713 339 1070. A couple other things I wanted to just touch base on. Uh, listen to some of the oil company calls. Some of the guys beat. Some of them didn't. Exxon had a great number for the quarter. Uh, beat pretty handedly. Uh, Chevron missed. 
uh, you know, uh, Exxon, Exxon's revenue is down 28%. It's very tough in the, in the business right now. The, their debt levels are still going up. Uh, the uh, the uh, ConocoPhillips, they're not going to be drilling any more wells in the Gulf. I was surprised by that. Uh, a lot of cutbacks, still talking cutbacks in CapEx. The 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 jump in oil prices to forty five dollars has given a lot of these guys some breathing room. That's good, but it's very tough. I think the I think the oil company stock, the big oil company stocks, the big majors in particular, are probably a little ahead of themselves up here. If you're interested in buying, I'd wait for a pullback or a consolidation. Uh, a couple things. If you if you didn't receive your report, the max out savings report this week, and some of this stuff went in, went into people's uh, spam box, check it out. If, if if you didn't get the report, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. We got some great, interesting charts on there showing you, uh, for instance, the, uh, the 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 big surge up in uh, in in deficit in uh, current in import uh, export deficits, uh, which is leading to job losses. We got a lot of great stuff in there. Next one, we're going to be writing about qualified uh, uh, charitable contributions, again, from IRA accounts, uh, the QCDs. And uh, uh, so we're going to be talking about that in the report. But a lot of great stuff is in these reports. It's free. This is one of the ways you can participate in the Max Out Savings. If you need help, that's what we can do at Max Out Savings Advisors with your 401k. We can help you roll it over. We can manage your IRA if you need some help using our value investing approach. Go to the website and sign up for the free report or a newsletter. Uh, or also, you can set up an appointment. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>